Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, the guys people are talking about when they discuss monkeys and footballs. Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 312. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing, and, and I have two other guys here that will validate that, dashing host, I tell you, Chris, <laughs> and with me are my two equally dashing co-hosts, Tony, Tio Ortiz, and Jeff the Riz. Rizden, how you guys doing today? Doing good. Great to be here. It's great to have you guys. I love doing the show. This is this is a fun show to do. Got a lot to talk about. Uh, it's a big week. It's a big week. Can you imagine the big win? Just imagine it for a moment, and then we'll talk about reality after. Just imagine. Uh, we're going to talk about the Lions-Packers this week. We're going to talk about the injury report. Uh, there's some interesting pieces to that. We've got some game predictions, a whole lot more. We've got a great show lined up. Boys, you ready to go? Oh, let's do it. <laughs> let's kick this off and break it down. All right. A couple of quick announcements first. Check us out. Help us out on the old Patreon. Very special thanks to our friend Dylan, who's out in. Guam! <laughs> He's so good at that. <laughs> very, of course, our very first donor, Mathis. Brian Burkheiser, I Prevail, I Prevail, Band.com. The Rockin' Band you'll ever find. Check them out. They all hang out with us and uh, our Slack chat that you can get access to by going to patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Patreon is the ultimate donor platform to support your creators. Uh, head on over to patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. You'll get access to the Slack chat, which is the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. All you have to do is give as little as a dollar a month or more to to help support the podcast and the show and the video and all that stuff. And uh, we'll get you in there. Make sure to check us out on Twitter at D.E.T. Lions podcast, D.E.T. Lions podcast, the very best place to see Lay Riz. That's right. Subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast and youtube.com slash DLP clips. Uh, subscribe both of them. Get all the good stuff. You see all the no pants, all the other stuff going on. Also, rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, Pandora, Amazon, and uh, Tony Ortiz No Pants channel. Wherever you find us, get us on there. Five stars <laughs> reviews. Uh, those last forever. They mean so much. If you can't give us five stars, hit us up in the subreddit. Let us know why. And we'll work to change your heart and mind. Because that's what we do here. Give us a call on Skype. 
Detroit Lions podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions podcast, or on the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS, 929-335-4667. All right, let's do this and do the stuff that we do. Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review this week in Reddit. About all the fun and exciting things going down this weekend, right? We got a lot to talk about. We'll start out a little bit with some Lions meta. This is like a, a new kind of segment we added because there's just some stuff going on. And there's one of the things that Riz really want to talk about, and his name is Isaac Nada, and he's not Detroit. Did you know that, Riz? I did. Not anymore. <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> well, 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 where is he? He's in Green Bay. Is, they signed him. They signed him bad? to the practice squad this week. <laughs> is is that bad for us? Yes, and Daryl Bevel <laughs> talked about it being bad yeah. because he he didn't give the coach speak. He's like, yeah, I'm scared to death of what he's going to reveal about our game plan for it. He was here too long. Oh, maybe that was maybe that was the I know that you know that I know that they know kind of a, the coach speak, huh? You think he's being crafty and cagey, or is he still too young as a, as a head coach I mean, to know to be so cagey and creepy? He went to Wisconsin, so probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Wisco Boiler from the uh, Patreon chat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's yeah. There there there's a lot, like every coach is going to be like, oh, we he, he knows enough about the game plan. They can study film. They can figure these things out, anyways. Mm-hmm. But with the coaching change, that's a different dynamic, and not have survived through that. So he does know more than than what you would pick up off of film in terms of what they're trying to do, what they're trying to change, what their goals are. So yeah, it, it's a bigger deal this time than normal. Normally, I don't, I don't really care that much about it, but in this specific instance, it, it's didn't they pick up Toy Lolo or <laughs> one time was it was somebody like him, right, or Michael Roberts or somebody. Somebody maybe, whose name we've maybe, all forgotten. I don't, I don't know. We, we have we have a plethora of old tight ends that just suck. Um, not a being the latest of them, by the way. Um, he's he's never going to help them on the field. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, not a problem there. And they do Chris, have Robert Tanyan, who used to be a lion. Oh yeah, he's had a real good season too. He's and Chris, been, he's, he's been real good. He's been really good. And Chris, here's the thing: with the new, as Riz was mentioning, with the interim head coach in there, you're you aren't going to change a whole lot of stuff anyway because of the quick turnaround with the new coach. So that makes it even more interesting. And look, I don't know how much Nauta is going to be able to give away, but it does add a new element to the Packer-Lion rivalry that hasn't been there for a few years. Let me put it that way. There you go. All right. You know, you talk about that, and, and this I, there's this whole thing about do NFL teams get a bounce after firing their coaches. Uh, it's on 538. They did some some really good statistical uh, work on this, and it's from the, the suburb. Let me give the poster credit. Uh, Ine? I shouldn't have tried it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I underscore N-E-H. I don't know. Ina? Ina? Whatever. It's great stuff there. I can't pronounce your name, but you got really good readable stuff here. Uh, so we're looking at what uh, 538 put together. Uh, the fired coach had a win percentage on average of uh, 27%, 0.27, uh, where the interim, you get a huge boost. You do get that bounce of mm-hmm. uh, 12.5% to uh, 396 win percentage um okay <laughs> not a whole lot 
Um, and over time, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't continue to help and it doesn't continue to carry. Uh, your best bet is generally judging by the numbers alone to go find yourself a another coach. So you get the they're calling it the dead coach bounce. <laughs> the dead coach bounce is real. Yeah. But <laughs> it, it's very real. We saw it last week. I, I saw it personally in Cleveland when when Greg Williams who's a dead coach, uh, took over for, 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 for Hugh Jackson. I, I believe he went five and three with a team that was two and seven, two, seven and one. So yeah, it's, it's real, but they weren't keeping Greg Williams. And for good reason, if you saw what happened last weekend, yeah. uh, Greg, Greg hopefully is out of the NFL now because he's a dipshit. <laughs> he, he's got to have some kind of value. I mean, he could probably do a podcast. Oh, um, Wait, it, it, it would not be uh, it would not be family friendly. Let's put that. No. <laughs> yeah, he no. couldn't even do that. See, we've got we got that on him where we, we can do a podcast. that's family friendly most of the time. Um, purple and blue. <laughs> till the, except the end of last week, Tony, <laughs> when we made the ear. Oh, comment. yeah. <laughs> oh, my. That was great. That's really cool. Uh, I had forgotten oh, about that moment. I, it just it just popped. It just popped up for me. Uh, <laughs> so the, the, what you're getting at, though, Chris, is that we should probably enjoy Daryl Bevel while he is the interim head coach because he's not going to be the regular head coach. Yeah, I don't think that the 12 uh, percent winning percentage increase is going to really rear its head here i think more the uh the other 90 percent is going to show itself here as far as this week against the uh the packers but maybe we'll talk about that you know there's, there's always you, get, you gotta admit though if they upset the packers on sunday his status his candidacy looks a heck of a lot better than it did a week ago that's right and if if these numbers were always right People would be very, very rich, and they wouldn't be publishing them on the internet. It would be stock market all day, right? So there's always outliers. There's always things that change, but the numbers don't point to great success. I want to talk about one other thing, and I, I just kind of briefly mentioned it to Tony ahead of time, and he was like, he was, he would got, he he flexed, and he was like, I want to take you down. He he wants to argue this <laughs> or some form of that. Um, the NFC Player of the Week last week. Uh, this was posted by Moisty Boyle in the subreddit. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, and he got it over Matthew Stafford. Do you know that Matthew Stafford has only gotten that honor one time back no. in 2009? Wow. Yeah. The, NFC the, rookie, the, the rookie game where he beat the Browns. That yep. was the only yep. time he ever got it. Yep. So against the Bears last week, he was 27 for 42. Mm-hmm. Not bad. 402 yards, mm-hmm. three touchdowns, no inter- or one interception, and sacked twice. Aaron Rodgers, who obviously with the supporting cast four miles long, uh, was able to go 25 for 34, uh, 295 yards only, over 107 yards less, uh, three touchdowns, the same, no interceptions, and so that he, he's got that going for him, sacked twice as well, Ugh, but he did fumble one time, mm, mm, that might kind of count against that interception differential there. Um, I'm just not seeing this Aaron Rodgers being the NFC player of the week over Matthew Stafford. I just don't I don't see it. And I, I know the fact that, hey, you haven't won it. That doesn't give you a better chance at it. But the fact that he hasn't won it. Come on. This is ridiculous. This was the, a week where he absolutely should have gotten it straight by the numbers. But, Tony, you want to tell me I'm a fool and an idiot and, and say dumb things. So go ahead. I wouldn't say you were a fool or an idiot. <laughs> Didn't say dumb thing there, but no, I wouldn't say the other two. No, look, better completion percentage. <laughs> look, true. Um, look, better completion percentage. And let's be honest, guys, that Packer offense the last couple of weeks has looked really, really good. And against the Eagles last week, even though the Eagles are probably on the same rung as the Lions, that offense looked really good. 
to me, I have no problems with Aaron Rodgers winning player of the week, offensive player of the week last week. I just thought he had a better game than Matthew Stafford, even though Stafford threw for more yards. I just think that if you take those games and look at them and break them down, Rodgers had the better game overall. And that offense had the better game than the Lions did. Oh, Rez's friend jumped in. He's going to do the bullshit. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> he didn't agree. Riz, where's your head at? Be, be the big tiebreaker here and tell us who doesn't know what they're talking about. Um, in the grand scheme of things, I don't really care. <laughs> there you go. You know, that's one thing we don't manufacture. We don't manufacture opinion here. That's one thing. It's all real. Um, I will say, I, I think Stafford was very impressive, but that interception really stuck with me as being a terrible, terrible play. And Rodgers did not have that. Mm, I if thought that I, was a I great play back, by the lineman, but we, we um, it was. Um, it was smart. It was. Uh, that was that was good defense by the Bears. Um, one yeah, of the few instances of that. It was. Uh, I don't know. I, I thought that Rodgers. Um, Philadelphia's defense is really good. I think that that gets lost in the fact that their their offense is an absolute train wreck. Yeah. Um, they're, they're changing quarterbacks, and that's not going to go all that well. Nothing against Jalen Hurts, but um, he, he's 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 got a tough assignment to, to go yeah. here. Um, Chris and I both like Jalen Hurts a lot yeah. from the, the the Senior Bowl. Really, really good guy, easy guy to root for. I hope it goes well for him. But yeah. uh, that team's a mess. But their def- the defensive front is really good, and I think that the fact that that Rodgers did it against them probably does give him the edge. They did it on national television. Yep, they did it with a broader audience. Uh, much more fanfare. I, I know I, I, that's foofy. I get it, but um, <laughs> you know, you, you got to in, in a way you kind of have to earn that. And I don't think Stafford has earned that. He, you know, oh he, he he made some incredible throws. So that throw to Cephas down the <laughs> my goodness. You know, yeah. there's a lot of Cephas believers these days. <laughs> I tell you that. That, much. that so uh, first off, the way Cephas pushed off without getting called for it was. Brilliant. That is that is a veteran savvy move. That is that is that is something that took Alshon Jeffrey a long time to learn. Andre Johnson took a long time to learn that how you when when the other guy is grabbing your arm, you can fulcrum him off because the 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 referee or the official is looking at the other guy. He's not looking at you. Mm -hmm. He figured that out quickly. That was that was brilliant. Perfect pass, highest air yards completion of any throw in week 13. Uh, and it happened to be uh the rookie's first touchdown. That was a great play. Uh, I think you can hang your head on that if you're if you're looking for for accolades for Stafford. He was also nominated for the FedEx Air Player of the Week. He did not win that either, but um, mm. he was he came in second there too. So mm. you just need a better record, I guess, in order to to get that. You know, that's the way it works. I guess, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just I'm just saying that so the subreddit doesn't destroy me, and they can. It's Tony Ortiz <laughs> and Jeff Risden. You can go ahead and let them know because I don't need to I get mean, torched there anymore. Individual accolades <laughs> in, a, in a team sport don't really mean a lot to me during the season. After the season, all pro nods uh, mean something to me. Um, you no know that fun. that type of thing. No uh, during during the season, it's 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 a lot of it is who has the most lipstick on their pig. Honestly. <laughs> Can I give you one more that irritates me at this point? Yeah. The Pro Bowl voting. Oh. People make a big deal about the Pro Bowl voting. And here's the thing. There isn't even going to be a Pro Bowl game. It's going to be played using Madden 21. And people still make a big deal about who's leading in the votes, who's got more votes than the next person. And it drives me crazy because the Pro Bowl is nonsense. There yeah. may or may not be bots dedicated to getting some Dallas Cowboys elected to the Pro Bowl, by the way. Really? Yep. Really? Would not shock me. I may or may not know someone who who might be behind that. 
Oh my goodness. All right. Well, there you go. That's 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 the information. Hate on those guys. Don't hate me. I'm your friend. I'm your I'm your, I'm your good friend. <laughs> if you're worried about it, it, it when you're when the Lions are what? 5 and 7. I can't even keep track. If if you're worried about about Matthew Stafford getting shafted for an award, you're you're probably looking a little too narrow. Look broad, broaden your horizons. Okay, fine. So, I'm just going to say after 13 games, the Lions are still in the hunt for the playoffs. There you go. <laughs> we're five the and seven. Meeting. Fired a coach, and we're in the hunt for the playoffs. That's that's the expectation we have. Nine and seven wasn't good enough, but we're still going to the playoffs. Possibly not. Hey, they're playing meaningful games in December. That's right. That was that's they right. are. Oh that, was the, that just dawned on me. That that's yeah. true. And we're still fired the, the coach. That's the. I know. <laughs> That was the bar they had to cross, and they're crossing it. And we were all stressed out about it, what that meant, and it turns yeah. out that it, it meant good things for us. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on to the Diamond CBD Injury Report, brought to you by Diamond CBD. Don't forget, if you've got your injuries, you got a little pain, a little anxiety, a little bit of insomnia, there's one way to cure that and take care of it. Head on over to, what is it, cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. That's what it is. Everybody knows that. Except me. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. <laughs> Head on over. Get yourself the ultimate cure uh, for anxiety, insomnia, or pain. They've got the creams that are awesome. They've got your standard CBD, which takes care of all those things. And then they have, for the people that want a little extra, something a little bit more, then you just head on over and get yourself that uh, that chill line, that stuff with a Delta 8. You're going to feel like you had some of that stuff that's legal in a couple of the states right now this is legal in all 50 states <laughs> and it's good for you it makes you feel good help you sleep get all that great stuff um if you ever feel stressed about how stressed you are go to go to cvd.detroitlionspodcast.com uh, uh, there you go <laughs> don't you ever feel stressed about how stressed you are yes, yes. all the time right <laughs> yeah cvd.detroitlionspodcast.com okay let's talk about the injury report riz i know you you pulled that up uh, <laughs> i did I'm trying not to be goofy, guys. It's been, it was a long week. I apologize. It's, it's been a very long week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What do you got, Riz? What's the injury report look like? We're all healthy. We got a we got a, an easy win this week. Uh negative. <laughs> Unfortunately, Kenny Galladay hip out. Tyrell Crosby ankle out. Jeff Okuda groin out. And you never want to be out with the groin. We got <laughs> questionable, you do, but well, <laughs> you got to ask Tony about the ears first. <laughs> oh no! All right, so questionable, questionable. Um, don't get scared by this. Mm -hmm. But Matthew Stafford is questionable technically for the game with his thumb injury. Mm -hmm. uh, it, nobody expects him to be other anything than under center uh, for all, however, seventy-two snaps that they get Sunday. It's a but required it, report, right? Yes, yeah. he is indeed questionable. He, he was limited in practice all week. DeAndre Swift, back at full practice on Friday. That's very good news. He's questionable for the game. It will be a game-time decision based on how his head is. Um, he was described as having illness. We will talk in a little bit about what that illness may or may not have been, um, and that's, uh, that's good. Um, it would be great to get him back because they can use him. John Penasini, questionable. Not listed, not listed, and then a limited practice with a shoulder injury on Friday. That means he got hurt on Friday in practice. That's yep. not good. <laughs> I don't know the details behind that. Tried to tackle but, Swift. Uh, that's what happened. It could be. <laughs> uh, that's It's generally not a good sign when a guy has practiced all week, gets hurt on Friday, and gets added to the practice report that 
I, I'm, I'm just going off of a ballpark figure here. That's probably 75% that they, those guys don't play. So we will see what happens with that. And then you have your usual suspects. Deshaun Hand, forever questionable, um, forever limited in practice. He also has a groin injury. C.J. Moore, uh, questionable with an ankle injury. And then Austin Bryant, who I'm still not quite sure actually exists, is questionable with a thigh injury. He was limited in practice all week. I've never seen the guy. I don't know that he exists. He's having I, I need visual confirmation that he's, he has progressed from beyond being the guy at Clemson and is actually employed by the Detroit Lions because I've never seen him. He's had every body part injured since last time he played, right? I mean, it's something different every week on the injury report. I think he's just As Donald like, Duck would say, it's always something. <laughs> T- Tony, I mean, I know you spend a lot of time with the, with these guys and seeing these guys and covering this stuff. Does he really exist? I mean, it, or is he just like a, a caricature for Lions fans' dreams and hopes? Like, they, it's, it's okay, he's going to play this week, and he just never, never makes the field. I saw him at training camp, so I believe he exists still. But, again, that was a training camp. Okay. Wow. Any bandages? Did he walk? Was he ambulatory? All that sort of thing? Like, oh, he he's was walking. Right? He was all, he was walking just fine. Yes, okay. but right. again, he exists. Okay. One one other exist. injury note because uh, Eric Schlitt made a point of putting it in the Lions Wire piece, and I I respect Eric, and uh, uh, he did a good job with it. Is that Julian Okora has begun practicing and can be activated anytime off IR, and oh, Trey nice. Flowers can also come back. He's eligible to return anytime. He talked like he's going to be back too. Mm-hmm. Um, not not this week, but uh, he certainly still wants to get out there and play. And honestly, for a guy who was seen as a Patricia guy, it's kind of important for him to get back on the field and show that he can still do some things without his 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 benefactor as his head coach. I, right. I would like to see him come back. Yeah. Oh man, I think you got a better chance of seeing Bigfoot than you do Austin Bryant, but whatever. Um, let's talk about uh, DeAndre Swift, Riz, because there's there's been some talk about, hey, it was a concussion. Hey, maybe not. Hey, yeah. what's what's the story here, buddy? So uh, Daryl Bevel was asked about Swift's injury status, uh, but and, and I'll give Dave Burkett credit for it because Dave bulldogged him on this, and it was a great job by by Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and asked, let uh, I me. Mean, I want to find the exact quote. He asked he he asked Bevel if Swift had had was ready to play this week, and Swift uh, or um, Bevel encouraged was um, said yeah he's trending towards playing we're feeling pretty good about it had another good day, um, and then then Dave followed up and and asked if he did indeed suffer a concussion or if he was dealing with migraine headaches, and Bevel said. Yes, I think it's safe to say there's a fine line there. I don't think it's for me to be able to comment on his health to the public, but yes, there's a fine line and things there that we were looking at. Yes, Bevel mm. explained. So mm. he was cleared from, now keep in mind, so the, the timeline on this is that Swift was cleared from the concussion protocol last Wednesday or Thursday, and then he was sent home for illnesses that was undisclosed, but it has later turned out that it's still a head problem mm-hmm. um, unrelated to the concussion, that be, and it's migraines. If you've ever had migraines, and I suffer from them, um, you'll know that the symptoms are very similar to a concussion. Mm -hmm. So then Burkett followed that up by saying, hey, did he really have a concussion or is he just suffering from migraines? And Neville's like, I cannot say that. And he was real, real ready to answer the next question (laughs) for that one. (laughs) Uh, So it could be a situation where he never had it. Remember, he did not get concussed in the game. Right, but he right. Had, it, it happened allegedly in practice. Could it have just been that he wound up getting a migraine or a cluster headache or something like that? Those happen, and again, their their symptoms are very similar um, and often identical to a to a concussion. So, 
That is really interesting. I mean, there's some gray area going on there. And I will say this, Daryl Bevel did not handle that all that well. He give Matt Patricia, Matt Patricia would not have answered the question. Correct. He would have, he would have, he would have talked for five minutes and not answered it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and, 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 and in a certain sense, that's probably the way to go there. Bevel saying what he did that, that he, he wasn't sure. That's, that's not good. man. <laughs> it's not First off, it's not good for Swift because if, if it was a concussion, at least he's going to be over it. And while he's susceptible to more for having suffered a brain injury in the past, mm-hmm. you can kind of protect that. If you're getting migraines, guys, I've had them since I was 12. I'm, I'm almost 50. I mean, I, they don't go away. They're a recurring problem. They are debilitating. Um, look at a guy like Percy Harvin. He lost his NFL career because of migraine headaches. Yeah. He could not get past it. Um, I hope that's not the case with Swift, but now that door has to be open and we have to we have to kind of walk on those eggshells a little bit. When did you get that old, Riz? When my when my parents birthed me. <laughs> <laughs> you should you should celebrate your youth like Tony and I. Um, I'd love to. Tony, what do you think, man? This is this is a real odd 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 deal and I, I, I kind of am a little frustrated with the trainers because if this was all migraines all along, how did they miss it? I mean, how do you how do you diagnose a concussion? I get that the symptoms are similar, but this this is doing a disservice to everybody. Yeah, it is, and it kind of it, it kind of made DeAndre Swift look questionable. It, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. what you know, what exactly is wrong with you? What are they hiding? And that's the other part of it too. It looked like they were hiding something when in reality, it didn't seem like they had to hide this. If it's migraines, come out and say migraine. I'll give Daryl Bevel credit for at least saying, look, I can't say it's migraines, but I'm not going to lead you down the wrong road or down the wrong path. And yeah, that's fair. You know, fair. Head coaches are really funny about, we saw that with Matt Patricia. We saw it with Jim Caldwell. Head coaches are really funny about giving away injury information like that. So I'll give Bevel credit for that. The other thing that comes to mind too, guys, you hate to see a young Lions running back with a situation like this because the first thing I thought of when Riz mentioned it was Javid Best. That's the first thing that came to mind. You hope that this isn't a similar situation to Javid Best, who I thought was a terrific player who fit in with the Lions offense, but it was injuries that just doomed him and just couldn't, he couldn't stay on the field. And that was frustrating. So you hope this isn't a similar situation to that. Yeah. All right. I want to move on to another player who's off on the injury report. And, you know, one of the one of the key abilities is availability when you're a football player. Uh, Kenny Galladay up for a big contract this year. Now this hit. Maybe, he thinks he is. Yeah, well, OK. Good point. Good point. I'm just, just setting this up, these things up. You knock them down how you want. Uh, it's like a game of Foley. Today, sorry. Woke up in a bad mood. Game of Foley. Over. Tony, what, where's your head at, man? This doesn't. So, OK, this now the hip, right? This doesn't bode mm-hmm. well for him on top of where he's at for to the reasons exactly like Riz said. Right. But here's the thing. We don't know what the next GM is going to think about this. We don't know what the next GM believes and thinks about Kenny Galladay. He might think that Kenny Galladay is the type of receiver that you build an offense around and they give him the money that he's looking for. You're right. These injuries don't help, but yet to be determined whether he will actually come back or not. By the way, uh, Jim Schwartz scouting report on Kenny Galladay, he's good but he's not calvin johnson yet he's always just thought i'd share, just thought I'd share that <laughs> i love you tony that's great so, so good. Oh, all right well we'll keep we'll keep an eye on that situation obviously breaking drop my lamp <laughs> by the way that one thing that did kind of annoy me when people started comparing him to to Calvin Johnson. 
I mean, Kenny Galladay is a good player. He's not quite there yet. And I hate okay, comparisons like that. Don't compare. <laughs> you want my take on it? Read my 10th cent, my 10th cent at Real GM on Monday. Uh, you got it. The 10 cents column because I went off on that. And I actually got I got feedback from two ex-NFL players who told me that I was dead on right. You know, the thing, I think nice. part of it, though, is, is Lions fans inherently, you know, we have our problems, right? <laughs> Let's put it that way. And um, Kenny Galladay coming in, it was right after the loss of Calvin Johnson. People were like, what are we going to do at wide receiver? Obviously, mm-hmm. something that still hasn't been answered. But um, they were like, they, they, they were like, okay, okay, this guy, look, oh, look at what he's doing. And he did it with four bad quarterbacks his senior year who couldn't throw. That's why he's good at catching crazy balls because they could never get one within his zip code to where he was on the field. Okay, he's he's going to be Baby Tron. Yeah, we'll call No, not Baby Tron. That, that diminishes him. But it was like immediately they were trying to find that replacement. And right. I'm telling you, when it is, and I'm not saying now is the time, but when it does become time for Matthew Stafford to leave this team, I think you're going to see a whole lot of the same out of folks who are just like, um, this is this is Maddie Maddie Ice too, or something, you know, whatever. They're gonna come up with something uh, because it, they don't know. So many people don't know what it's like not to have a quarterback. <laughs> and guys, there's something else that kind of figures in the equation too. We don't know if Marvin Jones is coming back next year. We think he is, but we don't know. Uh, I don't believe Danny Amendola is coming back next year, just from all the changes alone. So right there, you're down your top two or two other receivers. It's going to be interesting to see how the new GM and new head coach configure this roster. I mean, right now, your number one receiver going in the next year could be Quintez Cephas. This is like exponentially a Mayhew Millen draft. We're going to do three years of drafts in a row in the first three picks grabbing wide receivers. <laughs> this is a good year to need one, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. I mean, if you're going to do it, I guess wow. do it this year. But, boy, we're, we're hurting at wide receiver. Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell. Gimme. Pick your poison, right? And and, and we, yeah. we talk about this. Pick your poison. You're going to fix the defense or you're going to fix the offense because you don't have enough picks to fix them both. Almost forgot about Mohamed Sanu. He's under a one-year contract, so he's not, you know, he's at this point going to be a free agent. By the way, season, so. his, his blocking was phenomenal yes, on was. Sunday. He is why Adrian Peterson scored that first touchdown. Mm-hmm. That is why he is playing and Marvin Hall is in Cleveland. There you go. All right, let's move on from the uh, the injury report. Thank you, Diamond CBD, cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. I will remember that. I've said it 100 billion times, and I'm freezing today. All right, let's talk about the matchups. What are the key matchups for you, Tony? We're looking at these guys in the field. Green Bay, it's it's a tough game. It's in Detroit. If the Lions have any hope, what are, what are, the, uh, what are the matchups where you need to watch? I'm going to stun you. I think it's going to be the running game for the Packers. If the Lions can shut down Aaron Jones and force the Packers to become one-dimensional, I think they have a chance in this game to pull off the upset. But to me, the unsung hero of the Packers offense, and Jeff, I hope you agree, is Aaron Jones. He is a terrific running back, He's and he, <laughs> he gives them a whole new dimension offensively. The Packers, to me, seem to be a better team when they have a good running game. Aaron Jones gives them that good running game. So job number one for the Lions, and Everson Griffin even said this the other day, they've got to be able to stop the run, and they've got to be able to force some pressure, get some pressure on Aaron Rodgers and make him feel uncomfortable in the pocket. What about you, uh, Riz? What's your matchups? You know, I'll go to the other side of the ball, and and the Lions offense, they have got to get push against that defensive front. The Packers are vulnerable to teams that, that can ram it down their throat, the Lions at times have been that. I think we saw some signs of that from Adrian Peterson last week. He, he did pretty well. They've got to go out and just physical run game, attack, 
run downhill. Don't run. I don't, I don't want to see anybody running laterally this week. I want to see them attacking <laughs> downhill because the Packers defense, specifically their linebackers are built on speed and getting to the outside. If you run at them, you can have a lot of success at that. That sets up play action. That sets up any speed that you might have on the team. They don't really have that, but Marvin Jones is pretty good at double moves. We saw Quintez Cephas get open down the field. The, TJ Hawkinson could have a good matchup this week, depending on how, how they dictate that. I think Hawkinson is a key piece to this game. He's got to get off. And, and again, power run game setting up the play action. That, that's, that's how you keep it. Keep the possessions to a minimum. You want to slow Green Bay down. You do that by having nice long drives. Yep. You do that by, by you know, not committing penalties, having good special teams. It's playing good, fundamental, sound football and hoping that, that Green Bay makes some mistakes that they, they sometimes do, sometimes they don't. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting and when I think about this because what I really, really think we need to do is get pressure on Aaron Rodgers, what Tony kind of ended with on his side. I think yeah. that is the key. Now, I Don't say let him that, run, though. No, you've got, you've got, right. to, you've got to do the smart, the smart rush. You here's, do it against Deshaun Watson. You do it against Russell Wilson. They, they did it well against the, Kyler Murray. Here's the thing, though, right? And this is the thing that that where I'm going because it's all about you know you say that and you're talking about hey I'm going to hit the quarterback, I'm going to hit the quarterback, I'm going to hit the quarterback, but. We've played them very, very well the last couple of years, better than we should have. The defense has played Green Bay better than they should have the last couple of years, um, the same way they played Patrick Mahomes, to, to elaborate on, on, on your examples when we played them. It's that cover and contain kind of thing. They keep them in a hole, and they just start collapsing around him and, and, and get those hits. Um, and don't let him escape. Don't let him run because he builds confidence. He loves being under pressure and running. He absolutely loves it. He feeds off that, and that gets him going. You've got to hit him, but you cannot let him run, as you said, Riz. That's the that's the big thing. So I, I, I we never we don't get a whole lot of hits on him in the last couple of years, or we haven't gotten a lot of hits on him in the last couple of years. But um, it is all about that containment, containment, and it's been successful. So I don't know. I don't know how. Here's another. Here's another question for you guys. What person in the Lions secondary is going to cover Devonte Adams, who is on quite a roll the last, I'd say, ten, eleven games? He's so good. He's been he's been on fire. I would like to say Amani Oruwariye, but he has played not well last the last couple of weeks. He got he got his business handed to him in Chicago, yes, and it did. wasn't just by Allen Robinson either. It's going to be Will Smith, Amani Arawariye, Tracy Walker, and maybe a little bit of Tavai. <laughs> it's not going to help. <laughs> oh, man. I think I think the best that you can hope for with Adams is that you let him catch the ball and get him to the ground right away. Yeah, yep. he's really good after the catch too. Very physical, very difficult to tackle. Uh, swarm tackling, be be positionally responsible. Okuda's out. That, yeah, that hurts. That pushes somebody else. That puts that that pushes Daryl Roberts into much more of a prominent role. Actually, Roberts, I don't want to say he played well, but he didn't suck in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, he can at least he's at least a willing tackler. He so, played well early this season when he was pushed into into service. I mean, he did, he he was not a uh, um, a liability. We'll put it that way. Yeah, exactly. But you're going to he's your number four corner. You're doing okay. You're going right. to have to have safety help over the top on Adams. And exactly right, he's probably going to wind up catching the ball. But please don't let him get past you and just take him to the ground. That's that's the. Key. Like to see Deron Harmon shaded specifically towards him. Let Marquez Valdez Scantling. Let Robert Tanya. Let those guys try to beat you mm-hmm. uh, because they they. Aaron loses confidence in them quickly if yes, they don't. Yep. And that, that's that's one of the flaws of, for the Packers' offense is that they are very dependent upon 
Devontae Adams being the alpha receiver and and but if he's the only one that's working, like if, if Valdez Scantling drops the first pass, Rogers isn't throwing him the ball again. He's like that. Right. Right. <laughs> so that maybe you'll get lucky with that too. All right. Well, with that, we'll move on to uh the keys of the game. If you're buying what Riz is selling, head on over to Amazon. Amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. It's the holiday season. You get yourself all your gifts, all your good stuff. You see that? We call that a segue, segue. Business, right, Tony? That's a segue. <laughs> I learned everything I know from T.O. He's like, no, oh, don't ruin God, my name. No, don't ruin no. my name like that. <laughs> don't, don't wreck my reputation. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Get all your gifts. It's You run out of time. You don't want to, you know, the the plague is, is hitting worse than it ever has. You don't want to go see people. People are, it's horrible to see people. People are terrible. Just do all, <laughs> all of your stuff from home. Don't even visit anybody, as a matter of fact. Don't go to anyone. Don't see your mom. Don't see your dad. Just order it they'll wrap it Sorry, for you Mom. they'll wrap it and they'll ship it and you say i got you something don't call right and you're, and you're free and then you just play your your games or whatever you bought yourself at amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com and that's the key to a happy christmas to heck with the family to heck with the friends order everything from amazon for you and everybody else there you go amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com Remember, people are terrible. Yeah, people are terrible. <laughs> terrible. Also, don't subscribe to, to this it. channel. <laughs> don't subscribe to this channel. We don't want people subscribe. We want to keep an exclusive club here, okay? We want we the algorithm is working against us on YouTube, so do not subscribe to this channel. Okay. <laughs> Keys to the game. Tio, what do you got? Ah. <laughs> uh. They got to play with some discipline against Aaron Rodgers. They really do. I mean, as Riz said correctly, you can't let him run. You can't let him get outside and run. So you got to, if you were the Lions front seven, you've got to play with some discipline against Aaron Rodgers. Keep him contained in the pocket. And if he starts to get out, you've got to be smart. The other thing too, don't let him draw you offsides. He loves that. He loves that count. He loves good at it too. And he's real good at it. And it's funny. You listen to them, it's the same, 319, 319, hut, hut. You hear it all the time, and yet it's still, he can still draw people off sides like that. So you've got to be disciplined and focused against Aaron Rodgers. The other thing, too, guys, think about this. If the Packers beat the Lions and the Vikings lose to Tampa Bay, Green Bay wins the NFC North division. Don't think for a second that isn't going to be on the minds of the players on Sunday. So don't be surprised if the Packers come out and want to put this game away early, especially knowing that the Vikings and Buccaneers play early. They are at the one o'clock game. So by 425, you have a pretty good idea if the uh, Packers are on the road to winning another division title. That's right. We are at the late game this week. Correct. That's so weird. I thought you were going to say they, they were going to come out and choke, Tony. I was certain of it. <laughs> no, <laughs> they get, are not going to choke. I want to get Chris and Thompson so on the phone. Uh, what's your, <laughs> if you haven't seen the uh, St. Jude episode... <laughs> It's definitely uh, worth going and finding. <laughs> right, Tony? <laughs> sure. No, no. no I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just telling you right now. I don't disagree yeah. with you at all. Okay. No, it's... <laughs> all right. Um, let's move on. Uh, keys of the game, Riz. What do you got? Win the first half because this is where Green Bay puts things away. Mm-hmm. No team scores more points in the first half of a game than the Green Bay Packers. They average 18.7 points per game before the half. That's 26 over the last four games, believe it or not. (laughs) They are burying opponents on offense, but on defense, they also do it too. They are fifth in the league in first half points allowed. Um, They allow nine points less in the first half than the Lions do on average. And the Lions are, are, they're 22nd in that. So they're not terrible at it. 
you, you cannot let them get out in front because then, as Tony knows, they can run the ball. They're yep. going to run the ball against you. You want it to be a competitive game. You want to stay within striking distance where you're within one score at all times. Otherwise, they are going to bury you. You've got to come out hot early. That's something that Matthew Stafford has – throughout his career, he's kind of struggled at that. He, he, he will have games where he comes out on fire, and he will have games where he comes out and gives you – you know, two for five for 11 yards on the first yep. couple of drives, yep. and, and they're, they're three and outs. Can't do that against this team this week. You've got to you've got to keep the game manageable at halftime, come out in the second half. The Packers do give up a crap ton of points in the fourth quarter. Some of that is obviously garbage time, but they, they do wear down. They do get tired. They don't have much depth. So if you can keep it close, you're gonna you're gonna be getting those situations where guys are fatigued and the game still matters. So you've got you've got to come out strong in this game win the first half specifically win the first quarter and that first drive of the second quarter that that is where green bay has really put the separation on teams and chris riz beat me on that one because that first drive of the second half is critical that's how the packers were able to blow the lions away the first time they met in week two they scored on that opening drive the lions have a bad habit of letting teams score on that opening drive of the second half and if the packers do that it just snowballs from there so if you're the lions you want to make sure that when the Packers get that ball for the first time in the second half, you shut them down, three and out, get them off the field. Yep. Otherwise, it could snowball. I want to tell you, so really quick, uh, one pride 81, we outscored them in the first half this year in Lambeau. Yeah, we absolutely did. So there's there's, there's you know possibility in all this. And that was without Kenny Galladay. So just you know, some thinking right there. But True story. Um, <laughs> true story. Nice story, bro. Cool story, bro. Um, my key to the game is, there's, there's, I have two keys, really. The first one is an offense. And it is absolutely no more than one three and out on the day. If, it, if Those three and outs have been killing us. And this defense cannot survive a short time on the field by the offense. They have to get out. They have to run drives. They have to take control of the game. And whether they score quickly or they take their time scoring, they have to hold the ball. They cannot give it up immediately after three downs. So that's one of the keys. The other one is adjust, adjust, adjust. Yep. The key to beating Green Bay, I think this is the strongest of the the two keys that I'm putting here. The key is to be unexpected, to do the unexpected in Green Bay. If something's not working, immediately change. Immediately change because we cannot let them predict what we're going to do and we cannot keep trying the same thing over and over because if they figure it out, it's it's absolutely time to move on and uh and 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 stop doing that. Maybe go back to it later, but we have to stop doing that. We have to do a better job of adjusting. <laughs> that old little Caesar's commercial was fantastic. Guess remember yes, that? Yeah. Stop yeah. doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, super chat from Loretta Martin. Listen, I know Chicago defense is overrated, but but not by a lot. The Lions put a 30 burger on that D. Are we saying GB is better? Swift and Hawk in the passing game should have a big. Swift is uh, hopefully going to be there. Uh, Hawk is obviously going to be the guy that they're watching because he is our only a few um, catches away from being the the leader. I think he's like ten yards out from being the the yards leader for the team this year. Uh, Marvin Jones, great game against uh, against uh, Chicago, got him uh, the lead away from Hawk. Um, that's great, but I don't think – I mean, I think it's going to take a lot more than 30 points to win this game against Green Bay. I just think that it's going to – their side of the scoreboard is going to look like a gas pump back in 2008 during the housing crisis, right? Just ba -ching, ba -ching, ba -ching, ba -ching, Yeah, they, ba they're really, really <laughs> effective, and they, they, they do it against a variety of defenses. If you load up to stop the run, then you're letting Aaron Rodgers take over the game. 
Yep. If you try to stop Aaron Rodgers, they're going to give it to Aaron Jones, who, by the way, can run for 77 yards with nobody touching him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are a very well-built team. Their left tackle, David Bakhtiari, is one of the best in football. Their line, Corey Lindsley at center. I'm not sure about his injury status, but he's he's a very good one, too. They are a very good offense. There's a reason why they can clinch this weekend. There's a reason why they're going to be the number two seed in the NFC yep. uh, more, more than likely. They, they're good, guys. Our don't, best bet is a shootout. Don't, don't diss that. Yep. Our best bet is a shootout this week, I think. Tony, you're, 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 you look like you don't believe that. No, I'd go the opposite way. Your best mm. bet is a low-scoring defense. I agree. Game. Make it muddy. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I don't think yeah. you're going to be able to do that. I don't. I don't. I no. just don't think you're going to be able to stop Green Bay. So you need to put the points on the board. Yeah. If you need, get a couple need Matt stops, Prater to make every good. available kick too. You yeah. can't be missing yeah. extra points anymore. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. We got Vegas here. Vegas has Green Bay by seven and a half points, uh, minus four hundred in the money line. Lines plus three forty-five. Yeah. Over under. Here we go. What do you guys? I'm going. You know, we give you guys the test every week. We ch- we test you against the experts in Las Vegas. Tony, where do you put the over under? Fifty-two. Mm-hmm. Riz? I'm going to go 54.5. That seems higher. 55. 55. Oh, Riz. He nice, Riz. He looked it up, Tony. Don't worry. Don't believe him. He's, he's I did uh, <laughs> Tuesday. Tuesday when the line came out. I did. Yeah, he did an Fair. article on it. <laughs> By the way, over. Yeah. Yep. Over. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. 100%. This yeah. is the over week. All right. Yep. Let's get down to it. We're coming up to the prediction. We may have been predicting the whole game, <laughs> the whole show, the outcome of the game. Uh, I'm going to go to you first, Riz. What do you think? Who's going to win this one? This is a game where I hope that it's within double digits. I really do. Green Bay is really good. Um, I don't want to blow more smoke up them because they don't need it, but they deserve it. They're really, really good. The Lions, they got their bump last week with Daryl Bevel. is great. I was glad to see them have energy, have some joy to vivre when they're playing. It was nice to see the players smiling and having fun. That only goes so far. They do not have the talent to match up with Green Bay if Green Bay plays well. I have no reason to believe that Green Bay won't play well, so I think they're going to win. Uh, I'll go 38-27. Okay. Tio, where you, where's your head at? I agree with everything Riz said. I think the only thing that could stop the Packers from rolling in this game is if they come in thinking, you know what, we got this game. And hopefully that's not the case. Matt LaFleur even said during – meetings with the reporters this week in Green Bay that this is a dangerous team because they have an interim head coach. They're not predictable. It is a dangerous game for them, but I still think the Packers will be able to do it. The first game was 41-21. I will go a little bit closer. I'll say 35-21 this time, Packers. Oh, okay. Good, good. Uh, Super Chat, we got Loretto coming in. I agree they have a great offense, but I don't see Green Bay's defense stopping the Lions either, especially if we're slinging it. Um, And then Okay, really quick question. I'll do my prediction. Joe B. Thank you, Loretto, by the way. Uh, thank you, Joe. Riz, do you think the Lions should keep Bevel? As the offensive coordinator, hell yeah. As the head coach, <laughs> That's no exactly way. where I was. That's exactly <laughs> where I was. Yeah, that's great. All right, so we got that going on. Uh, final outcome. Oof, boy, this is going to... Look, I'm going to tell you, I think the, the, the Packers feel sad for the Lions, and I think he's got Bevel's got the Wisconsin connection, and I think the Lions' uniforms are a lot better. So I give that no. <laughs> Come on, you guys. <laughs> Tony's like, okay. Give a couple more for football. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, 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 not a chance. I got thirty-five to twenty-eight for the the Packers to to peel peel one onto the Lions and put it over put it out of our reach again. Um, I'm hoping that it's that close. 
to be completely frank. I, I just don't see our defense able to stop Aaron Rodgers and the team. And as good as our offense played against Chicago, we did have some troubles along the way, and I just don't yeah. think it's clicking the way it needs to be. And um, we're missing some some key pieces there. So we'll, one, we'll- one other quick key that I forgot to mention that I actually wrote down as a key, the Packers have only turned the ball over in four of their 12 games. And wow. they have lost three of those games. All three of their games were games where they did have a take a, a giveaway. So if the Lions can get a takeaway, the Packers, empirically evidenced anyways, don't respond to that all that well. <laughs> so maybe if you can if you can get a, a strip sack, another Romeo Lacora strip sack. By the way, why the hell is Mitchell Trubisky dropping back to pass there? Oh my God! The Bears need a new coach. Thank you. Thanks for the gift win, do Matt they, Nagy. As a Lions fan, do you get think one. they need one? <laughs> really? <laughs> I think they're going to get one, believe me. Yeah, wow. I do too. Yeah. Everybody that I talked with in Chicago last week thinks that Matt Nagy is a dead man walking, and Ryan Pace probably is too. Yeah. Yep. I really wish it would have been the Lions that put the uh, the nail in that coffin. But Wouldn't it be whatever. fun if the Lions beat a team and they fired their coach right away? It's such a weird feeling. Like, I, like It's a bizarre world, right? <laughs> Everything's opposite. I love it. Like Cleveland did that. They, they played the Jaguars and the Jaguars fired their general manager immediately <laughs> after the game. And everybody including was like, what? <laughs> that, I, that happens with other teams? I really wanted the craziness in Houston. I wanted him to fire, I wanted him to fire Cornell like around this point in the season. <laughs> fire two coaches <laughs> one season, the coach and the interim coach. We need that one oh, time in the NFL. Man. By the way, we, and Tony and I were talking about this off the air before we got on. Mm-hmm. Strongly, strongly recommend that you read the piece on Jack yeah. Easterby, the the Texans um, version of Rasputin in Sports Illustrated. It's very well reported. It's very well sourced, and it is very worth your time seeing how a team could be in much worse shape than the Detroit Lions are. Yeah, yeah, ownership on down. That was the first thing that came to mind when I read it. Everybody talks about the dysfunction with the Lions organization. Read this. You'll oh, understand. no. <laughs> they are a new level of bat bleep crazy down there. Yes. <laughs> oh man all right lastly i want to tell you guys about the saint jude auction really quick it is one week left is all you got you got one week left to get access to all the sweet stuff darren mccarty signed puck that says f lemieux sweet revenge that's and you're gonna be bidding (laughs) against me for that one uh got a darren mccarty signed helmet we got our our old uh signed helmet we've got dan miller is is going to do a custom voicemail for you that's the thing that's up on the auction uh some signed footballs jeffrey okuda deandre swift all kinds of really really great lions and merch other sports merch putting a billy sims signed ball up there this weekend so it's going to be on for just a week a signed book from none other than jim brandstatter some great, great stuff up there. Get up there, get in there, and get yourself some uh, the Great Lions merch. Every single penny of that goes to St. Jude to help the kids to bring a Christmas to St. Jude. Christmas for the kids. Uh, if you want to just donate direct, stjude.org slash DLP. You can throw some dollars at them. Dollar, dollar bill. Uh, hey, Riz, what's your opinion of the candidates the Lions have interviewed so far for GM Kyle O'Brien, Lance Newmark, and Rob Lohman? Thank you, One Pride 81 for that super yeah, thank you. That's a good question. They are internal candidates. They're all currently in the Lions front office. They are the people that are making the decisions um, on who to bring in. Uh, they did some tryouts this week. Um, one of them was Tremaine Brock, the former uh, start. He started in the Super Bowl for the 49ers at cornerback. He's 32 and can't play anymore, but they're at least trying it. So they're trying it. Kyle O'Brien is going to get a job somewhere. I yes. don't know if it will be in Detroit, but he's good at what he does. He is. He's great in the role of the manager of the scouting department, the, like the, the vice president of player personnel, which essentially is the person that the, the, 
the collegiate scouting and the pro scouting report too. He kind of gathers information about other teams. He's very good at that. He was the GM, I believe, in Jacksonville for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got great hair, which is always an advantage. He has, <laughs> he has the, the best. There is. He has the best visor hair of anybody I've ever seen. He really does. Um, there's the but, Raz, but there's also the Riz, and yeah. the Riz has hair as one of the key the key it, item it indicators. I, I, care, I do care about metrics. these things. You can tell a lot about a person <laughs> about their their hairstyle and their pride in it, and he, he takes pride in that. Um, of course. Uh, oh, uh, oh, Tony's yeah. getting mad. You better, you no, better fix, it. Tony's fix it, Riz. <laughs> fix it, Riz. Fix it right now, man. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Tony's hold on too that good line. to lose. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta um, fix that. So yeah, so uh, I would, I would expect him. I don't think he's a serious can. I don't think any of them are serious candidates for the Lions. I think they were interviewing to possibly stay with the Lions. That mm-hmm. is something that Lance Newmark has done incredibly well. He predates Matt Millen. Yes. He's been around for a very long time. I wouldn't necessarily be upset if he's not around anymore. And that's nothing against him personally, not at all. He's a good dude. I've met him a couple of times. He's, he's perfectly fine at what he does. Anybody who's been around a team that long, I start to wonder why they're still there, um, especially when the team hasn't had success. So it wouldn't bother me if they got cleaned out, to be honest with you. I, I, I do think that they were interviewing more to, to show – Sheila and the search committee that that is being assembled, um, which by the way does include O'Brien, from what we understand, uh, that that they're capable of coming back. And I wouldn't be upset if if O'Brien stays in his per, his his current spot. Honestly, I, th- I think he does a good job at it. But the other guys, um, I don't I don't see them being with Detroit next year. But people have said that about Newmark for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tony, you know those guys better than I do. What do you think? I like Lance Newmark a lot. I really do. I would like to see him stick around. The one thing I like about those internal interviews is, and you guys know this from corporate America, sometimes jobs open up and you never get looked at. Nobody even considers you for a moment. And you might have designs on the job. You might think, well, why don't they interview me? I like the fact that they interviewed a couple of in-house candidates. Even if they don't get the job, at least the organization is saying, hey, we value you enough to at least consider the possibility of you having that job. So kudos to the Lions, at least for doing that. And it helps them get their their process together. Um, You know, it's kind of a little bit of a less tense kind of a situation, not for the interviewee, but for the interviewers, because they know them and and they can understand each other. But it lets them kind of because interviewing is a skill. It's it's a distinct skill to be able to interview and and hire good people. Um, You you need to practice at it to be good. So I, I hate to say that these guys are just practice, but you're absolutely right, Tony. When you look at those internal candidates, it says a lot about the organization. I want to I want to bring something up really quick um, that was yeah. not on the docket, but it was a question that Case and I started talking about a little bit last week. We'll start with you, Tony. Amy Trask, if they could peel her out, what do you think of Amy is like a VP of football operations kind of role or something like that? I'm the wrong person to ask because I'm a huge Amy Trask fan. I have her book. I've read it. I love when she's on television and radio. I would love to see Amy Trask come here. That would be outstanding. I'm a fan, so... I'm all for it. Thumbs up if Amy Trask was given a chance to come here. I you're think she'd be you're a journalist, too. You know how to be fair and balanced. I, I'm okay with your, your assessment. <laughs> <laughs> Riz, what do you think, man? Uh, I'm in the same boat as Tony. I've read her book. My wife has actually read her book and enjoyed it very much. Um, she's she's very, very smart. The fact that she is Al Davis's daughter has never it opened doors for her, but it never was the reason why she stayed in those doors. She's right. really, really sharp. She's, she's tough. She asks great questions. I think that's one of the things that comes across whenever you're, you're interacting with her on Twitter, whenever you see her on podcasts or anything like that, 
she asks very smart, probing questions that other people don't necessarily see. She's been part of an organization that had a nepotism problem, and she was a little bit accused of being that. She made sure that that was not true. She is very, very good. I personally want her to be the next commissioner of the NFL. Mm. I don't know Ooh. how realistic that is, but if if the Lions could get her in here, hell yeah, man. On the on. way to commissioner, that would be awesome. Can you imagine a Lions, former Lions commissioner? God, for once we'd feel like maybe we had a little bit of a, a little bit of edge in the, in the, in I'll the say this right now. Office. If they had an election for commissioner, Amy Trask would win. I agree. Interesting. All right. There you go. Two bright gentlemen and me uh, weighing in on Amy Trask. And uh, we'll continue to, to kind of pull that thread a little bit as we go forward. But with that, we are going to call it a week. Uh, Tony's wife has some shopping to do and we're holding it up. And that's not that's the last thing we want to do. You always, always have to take care of your friends and their 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 families. <laughs> I don't so, want to go shopping. <laughs> Oh, well, man. sorry, Tony. I, I'm, had, but, I, I'm so excited. I'm going to the Outlet Mall tomorrow. I'm pumped, man. I, I love going to the Outlet Malls. I have those a are fun. For that. As Chris those knows, because I went to one when I came up to Chris's house for the first time. I'm like, oh, there's an Outlet Mall not far from you. <laughs> I'm spending two hours there. I'm going like, to be late, Chris. We <laughs> <laughs> had a Puma store. And Ooh. a Smoothie King. Got a smoothie. We got it all here, Riz. You got to rethink your, your location. Did they have a Johnny yeah. Rockets? This is important. Did they have a Johnny Rockets when you were a few years ago? Not that I'm aware of. Oh, I think there is a, a Johnny good, Rockets around here. I used to be you gotta have a Santa good. Monica. You got to have a good outlet, a hamburger place for an outlet small. You got it. Tony knows what he's talking about. <laughs> All right. With that, we're going to call it a show. Uh, thank you for everyone to tune in. Tony, thanks as usual. Riz, thank you so much. Uh, use the comments to subreddit to give us your feedback. Let us know what you think of the show. Appreciate all that. And also, don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. As little as a dollar a month will get you access to the Slack chat, which is the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. It's beyond rocket science. It's beyond brain surgery. It is Lions chat. That's smart. There you go. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast and on Twitter at DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast is where we really, really expect to see Tony one day, just like Riz. Uh Oh, I I can't find my pants. (laughs) He sold it so well. He's so good at that. Uh, Give us a call via Skype Detroit Lions podcast. All one word Detroit Lions podcast or call us in the Lions line 929-33-LIONS. 929-335-4667 and be sure to go to Detroit Lions podcast subscribe to the podcast so we can come in your so we can show up in your so you get the show every time it comes Hi. out <laughs> check, Hi. check your ears check your ears you might find it there thank you for tuning in we're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast remember no pants no toasters no hot tubs no problems because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over.